golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. I love to play. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love to play. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house Holly G, along with the best caddy and ice bucket challenge partner on the planet, Rich B. I think you sucked me into that, Holly, and you did a damn good job, too. And I have to say that uh, there was a great video. There still is a great video that you can watch. On thegolfinsiders.com. Go check it out on the homepage. It is pretty funny. I mean, I was just did not want to do it. And uh, somehow or another, I uh, was talked into it. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, and uh, you you were kind, Rich B. You you sort of uh, sliced your bucket shot off my right shoulder a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So it was not a direct hit, thankfully. You know what? It was the second bucket that was poured over my head that kind of sent me flying. I didn't expect that. But, you know, I mean, if uh, Kevin feels the need to just pile on, yeah, there was a, there was a little uh, little yeah. extra. That was a conspiracy. It was like the grassy knoll thing, you know. Somebody all of a sudden now he gets hit by a second bucket. Well, it was a lot of fun, and thanks for everybody turning out. We had a great group, and um, thanks really to really did had a nice time. Thanks to everyone nice. at Sam Sneeds. Very, they cool. were absolutely fantastic and uh, great hospitality as always. And we uh, we did up some food and some cocktails. You know, and very tasty. They always do a good job. They have great stuff over there. Yummy, yummy. And, uh, you know, and, you know, Holly, you know, moving along here, my, my faith in mankind has been restored. I mean, you know, now that I've gotten past the ice bucket challenge, you know, I, I, uh, I had lost my range finder, Holly. Yes. And that was a big deal for me because Traumatic it, deal. it's like losing a finger or an arm. You know, because it's just part of the routine. And, you know, I made a big fuss about it. And, you know, I called the course that I thought I lost it at. And I'm, nah, 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 nah. I'm going crazy without this thing. The range finder. It's just part of the routine. Anyway, I got a call from my buddy today from uh, Grand Cyprus, uh, Mr. Higgins. There, uh, my buddy. He calls me and says, hey, listen, somebody brought over a, a range finder with your name on it. Get out. You know, and I haven't played over there. You know, so what happened was a friend of a friend knew a friend that knew uh, Rich Bianco. It's got my name written right on it. So uh, guess in, what? In uh, Crayola Crayon? Yeah, right. So, uh, Rich B. Oh, you're killing me. You're <laughs> killing me. So uh, today I've got my uh, range finder back that's been missing for a month. But All right. Well, pay it forward, Rich B. Yeah, right I mean, over here. No, that's because I did the ice bucket challenge. You're I mean, like, it came right back there around. There you go. See? There you go. Good karma. All right. We love that. Speaking of good karma, how about Billy Horschel? Big win at the BMW uh, Championship. Good karma, big win. 
Little bladder. What's he doing <laughs> running up the 18th fairway? Dude, is he going for the deuce? <laughs> I, that, I know. I'm, I'm still without words as, you know, instead of just like taking in the moment and, you know, I mean. Well, this is what happened the previous week. That he didn't win. He's in the middle of the fairway on the 18th that's hole. That's when he should have been running for the restroom no, after he, he chunked it 18. into the... <laughs> he got the 18. He didn't matter. There was no bathroom around. And he hit that shot like uh, ugly. And uh, But <laughs> this week he pulls it off and runs to the restroom and finishes out on the green. And uh, everybody was in shock when they saw him running up the fairway. What is wrong with this kid? Wow, but what a, what a fantastic finish after the disappointing loss the week before. Um, terrific, terrific win by Billy Horschel. And uh, Bubba, Bubba getting his mojo on in the right time here, moving into the top five. Um, so he is going to be in the uh, mathematical uh, top you know, five you know, chances of winning. And we know he plays good in Atlanta, uh, you know, s- central Georgia area because he loves the Masters. He plays well in, uh, in Georgia. And he might be a factor, but did anybody have Chris Kirk? Uh, did, did anybody have Billy Horschel pick to win this thing? Heck no, but it's sure shaping up that way, isn't it? Um, and how about Morgan Hoffman? This guy's having a good year. He's gone, you know, year Oklahoma end. Oklahoma State University, turned pro in 2011, was uh, 101 in the world golf rankings, jumping up now to 21st in the FedEx Cup. Well, he's going to have a nice Christmas. I think he can uh, take a month off or so, enjoy the uh, Thanksgiving uh, fall season. And, uh, you well, know. it is part of what the playoffs are all about. I mean, you know. They they reset the points. They weight the points. You need about five whiteboards to figure this all out. <laughs> um, I don't know if Steve Sands will be uh, crunching the numbers again for the Golf Channel, but we'll check in with Todd Lewis shortly and find out more about that. And your boy Ricky Fowler, right there again, Ricky, tied for fourth. You know, uh, mathematically, does he is is he got a chance? I mean, he's got to win, and everybody else has got to go uh, finish really bad. Let me scroll down yeah, the scenarios here, and uh, oh my gosh. If, if, That'd if be you... a great season for Ricky now. He's had a good year all along. I've been rooting for him the whole time, but he really hasn't won. Actually, yeah, if, you, if you want to find all the permutations, go to PGATour.com, and right on the home page, there's a little uh, little box there that says scenarios to win the FedEx Cup, and they go through every single player. Uh Ricky Fowler wins the Tour Championship and... Bills win the Super Bowl. There you go. <laughs> hey, my Bills won and what did your Patriots do? Oh, it's week one. Yeah. Here we go. I know. Everybody on the bandwagon. Thank God we got a win <laughs> against the Bears. It was, uh, it was great. And Jordan Spieth seems to be coming out of his slump. Um, and good timing as we're rolling into the finals and the Ryder Cup. Do you think that this uh, comeback by uh, Horschel is just a memo to uh, Tom Watson why you should have picked me? Ooh, you, you know think? because I could, you know, you, you you know, couldn't be any hotter uh, of a golfer right now than Billy Horschel and a guy that you know just I mean you talk about pitbull, you talk about a guy that's got you know passion and still got a weak bladder. <laughs> yeah, still has a weak <laughs> bladder, but I mean after uh, you know after again you know. He said he hit a poor shot. You've been there. It happens. Uh, speaking of poor shots, how about Sergio? 
I keep rooting for this guy, and he, you know, blades it on eight. Or was it 17? Yeah, Puts it the, in the uh, water. Oh boy, what is was, up with Sergio? He needs to go back on the couch. Ugly. I don't know. You I know, mean, the you know, the psychological couch. Is when he chipped it, oh, you know, across the green into the water. I was, you know, he. All right, walk us through that, Rich B, because I know you have a thing about. You know, uh, he just hit mu- it thin. multiple wedges, and you know, uh, maybe picked the wrong wedge. Probably, you know, but it did look like it had a little rollout. You know, I, I, we had the conversation of a 60-degree wedge is what you're referring to. I'm of the school of, you know, that leave that club at home because it creates more problems than it solves. Only place that's good for is in the sand, really. I mean, you can't, you know, it's, it's, it's like a digger. It's got such a thin bottom line that, you know, any, any forward lean of the shaft, that thing, you're taking turf. Well, um he bladed it across the green, and those it was greens, ugly. it went firing right across, and uh, Sergio's chances went uh, uh, flying right out the window, and, and Furyk, he knew it. Furick, speaking of Bulldogs, right there, tied for fourth. Um, he wins the Tour Championship, and number one, Chris Kirk finishes in a three-way tie for second or worse. Number two, Billy Horschel finishes tied for second or worse, and he wins the Tour Champ. I mean, the uh, FedEx Cup, so... Can can you figure this all out? I no. can't. No, no, no. It'll be down to the last three, four holes on Sunday before uh, they can actually start to, uh, you know, you know, uh, make sense of the uh, calculations. Well, there's no doubt about it, though. If you look at the pure stats, Rich B, um, it's heavily leaning towards Rory. And let me ask you, would you pick Rory or would you pick the field? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. No, I'm gonna take Rory. You know, that's a very good question. Because I think Rory's on a mission, and you know, now that his girl was runner-up in the U.S. Open tennis championship, his ex, you know, he's got a one-upper. So, and he needs the ten million dollars, Holly. He needs that money. Well, an annuity. Um. You know, the stats are all stacking in his direction, no doubt about it. And um, what would you do? Hey, take two, the field. Two four putts though. At the BMW. That's in Cherry Hills, out there in uh, Colorado. You know, everything breaks toward the, <laughs> the, the valley, or oh, whatever. Um, I don't know. Two four putts. Uh, you know, there was there were, there were a lot of uh, curious things that happened, uh, definitely, but. Um, we are down to 30. We're down to the $10 million, and it is uh, going to be a very exciting next couple of days as uh, we get ready to um, put a close on, well, not exactly we're going to run into the wraparound season, but uh, the close to the playoffs, and uh, it's it's going to be an exciting week and weekend for golf. Are you taking the field? I am uh, are you taking, taking the field. I think we're going to see somebody uh, pop up, uh, maybe Billy Horschel, maybe Chris Kirk. Um, I'm, I'm taking the field. All right. I like it. You heard it here. 
I like it. Then uh, we've got to put some money down on that. Well, we got a great lineup tonight. We are going straight up to Atlanta and the uh, East Lake Golf Club to check in with our golf insiders. Coming up next, stay with us, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. You're listening to 740 The Game and the Golf Insiders. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B., we're talking the happy FedEx birthday. Cup playoffs and happy, happy birthday. birthday, Mr. Palmer. Arto Palmer's birthday today. The very nice write-up. 85 years young. Very nice write-up today in the Orlando Sentinel about how many children have been helped at his hospital right here in Orlando. It's amazing what he's done. This guy's a stud. You know, golf wouldn't be where it is without a guy like him. Was he the coolest thing ever? Flying his plane from tour event to tour event by himself. He was uh, he was the man. Absolutely cool. Yeah, one one of a kind. And um, of course, the Bay Hill Invitational, which has uh, contributed also so much to the Orlando community, and the one of the founders of the Golf Channel. Right oh, wow. here in Orlando. And nice um, setup, Holly. we are going to waste no time to go to our main man from the Golf Channel, Todd Lewis from Eastlake. Hello, Todd. Hey, guys. How are you? Fantastic. And uh, happy birthday to the king. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously been a great influence on the Golf Channel and, and in the world stage of golf. Uh, you know, we just. Yeah, I hadn't seen the Arnie documentary just because my schedule has been a little crazy. But this afternoon, I got to catch it uh, on the Golf Channel. We aired it, and uh, it just—you know—you you really understand of how, how much he 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 made golf for everyone. You know, I mean, it wasn't just an elitist white-collar sport. Once he got out there and started playing, I mean, he was an every man's champion, and and you know that still rings today. Absolutely, Todd. And um, I met him when I was a little tyke, just starting to play golf uh, in Rochester at the U.S. Open, the 68 U.S. Open. And uh, there was a little rain delay during a practice round. And uh, my big sister said, Arnold Palmer's down on the tee. Go down there. Get his get his autograph. And um, so like a dutiful little sister, I go running down there and Nobody's around, and I just freeze <laughs> looking looking at Arnold Palmer, and I'm getting absolutely drenched. <laughs> and a local photographer for the newspaper came over and said, would you, would you like to meet Mr. Palmer? And I'm like, oh, yes, please. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, he snaps like three pictures, and Arnold signs my little Snoopy autograph book. And don't the pictures all end up in the front page of the sports paper the next day? And my mother says, way to go, Hal. You know, so much for your your terrible illness that I excused you from school for. But it was uh, something that, um, you know, was a lasting impression and, you know, created my was the beginnings of my love for golf. So I think many of us have those Arnie stories, Todd. In, indeed, indeed. And I bet that autograph was very well done. It wasn't just scribbled quickly mm. uh, because that's something that, that he prides himself on. He's passed that along to the generation that followed him. And Peter Jacobson, a big admirer of Arnold Palmer, and, and he, Arnold taught Jake how to be a pro, not only, you know, like the autograph, but also taking pictures, doing whatever you can do for the fans to 
help cultivate the game, and Jake has passed that to this generation. So, yes, by by far a pioneer, not only of what he done on the go- what he did on the golf course, but also uh, how how he made fan interaction on the golf course just something that's so wonderful, like like with you when you were a little one. Yeah, and um, and then was the key uh, founder. Uh, along with Joe Gibbs in the Golf Channel, which now provides so many fans worldwide with so much fantastic coverage of golf. I mean, you know, he he just uh, has given back in so many ways. Indeed. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, uh, a little untold story. Um, Arnold was approached to be a partner by a man named Joe Gibbs, and it's not the the Joe Gibbs, the former Redskins coach or the now the NASCAR owner, Um, but it's a guy who is a kind of a, an aspiring cable television um, guy in the, in Alabama, and he, and he became friends with Arnold, and he came up with the idea, and Arnold decided to help financially back back him. It was the, this golf town was struggling so much out of the gate that it was a Monday, and payroll was and payday was Friday, and and Mr. Gibbs didn't have enough money for payroll. And so he had to make some tough calls to Arnold Palmer to throw some money um, into the company. And now look what it's done. So, yeah, it's uh, I mean, he's done so much for the game, uh, television, uh, golf course design, uh, what he's done in winning championships. You know, and obviously, as we talked about the fan interaction, I think that's the biggest contribution. Absolutely. So you're uh, up at East Lake in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Right. What is happening? Uh, obviously, big win for Billy Horschel. This is really getting so interesting. I don't know who in your team is going to be handling all the whiteboards this weekend, but, um, you know, once again, we've got a lot of interesting scenarios developing. Yep, and the top five in the standings control their own destiny. Talking about Chris Kirk, Billy Horschel, Roy McIlroy, Bubba Watson, and Hunter Mann, any one of those guys win the Tour Championship, and they win the FedEx Cup and the $10 million bonus. Uh, so you've got that scenario. Uh, it, it'll be interesting because the word that I'm hearing here on the grounds of East Lake is fatigue. Now, I understand that these guys are playing for so much money. It's ridiculous. And playing four weeks in a row, four consecutive weeks on the highest level to try to win the, the FedEx Cup. I mean, you're not going to have a lot of people feel sorry for them. I mean, I totally get it. But it has, it has worn them out, a lot of them, both – Physically, but more mentally. I mean, because you're hopping on a plane, you're going here, you're going across, you're going, let's see, the first event was in New Jersey, then, you know, you just go up to Boston, then you go to Denver, and then you're back here in Atlanta. But to have the focus, the sharp focus that you need to continue to advance in these playoffs, it, it can be somewhat exhausting mentally. And that's what these guys are going to be battling here this week. Um, but for me, I think Commissioner Fincham and the rest of the PGA Tour did a great job because. By doing so, you're going to find the person that's toughest physically and mentally to win the FedEx Cup and ultimately that $10 million bonus. Now, the um, golf course, Eastlake, ranked as the second easiest par 70 all season. Um, so that should, you know, play into a lot of uh, players' hands, so to speak. Um, do you think the course favors any one of these top five guys? Well, the course, first off, they've had a lot of rain in Atlanta over the last week, two weeks. Um, so the course is soft. Um, so it's going to be a, a little longer. It's going to play a little longer, although it's not terribly long. But, um, you know, obviously the, the, the big hitters are going to benefit a bit from it because um, you're not going to have that much runoff uh, into the rough 
once it hits the fairway, a tee ball, that is. Um, the thing is that they have sub-air here at Eastlake, and for your listeners who don't know what that is, it's a system underneath the greens so that can, in layman's terms, vacuum the moisture out of the ground. So they can, they can suck the water out of these greens and make them hard. So you can have soft fairways and hard greens, and that can, that can be tough. Um, and plus you've got the forecast that's not the greatest. We've got a chance of thunderstorms pretty much every day this week. So, um, I, the greens though, I, I can, I, I tell you, they have, the folks here at Eastlake did such a great job. These greens are pure. So if you're putting well and you're finding fairways, um, I mean, that's just about the formula every week, but especially here at Eastlake. I don't know if it favors any one particular player. I just think it's, like I said, it's the person who, who's coming in here with the right attitude, the right mentality, and not, you know, say, whoa, is me, I'm tired because I'm, I'm playing my fourth tournament in a row. How about Hunter Mahan? Having made every single yep. playoff event since it started. And that was back in 2007 when it started, so this is the seventh year. So it's... Uh, 30-some uh, events. Yeah, and I talked to Hunter today just about that. He takes a lot of pride in that. Um, and, you know, he, he, he show, it shows him that, you know, he is, you know, obviously he's in the FedEx playoffs. He, he's been the most consistent. I think it's interesting, too, that this is the first time since 1992 that neither Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson have qualified for the Tour Championship. And... Uh, I, Roy McIlroy kind of sent out some tremors this morning when, in his press conference, he was asked, does this symbolize the changing of the guard? And Roy wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but he says, you know, he, he, they are in the final holes of their career, and they're kind of old. Um, again, Roy respects and admires what both Tiger and Phil have done for the game and what they continue to do for the game. Um, but he was just trying to illustrate that Father Time waits for no one. And his, term, his turn is, is coming up. Uh, he's just 25, and I'm sure when he gets 40, you know, he's going to have some ailing problems, you know, and this and that, and, and other things like Tiger and Phil are going through. So, Well, not um, only but, that, but, but he commented, uh, Todd, that he actually also said to himself Monday morning, why am I going to Eastlake today right. and flew home to Florida to sleep a night in his own bed? And I talked to him about that. I walked a couple of holes with him this morning, and he said spending that one night in his house in his own bed has refreshed him, and it's at the reset button. And at least today, the, the vibe I was getting from him that he doesn't feel feel mentally fatigued. He's in physically great shape. He, physical fatigue is not an issue for him. But but just going home, that has really you know kind of energized him. So you know he he definitely will be a threat here this week, in my well, opinion. Well, we've all been there, and uh, I know you uh, as a road warrior can appreciate that as well. Uh, the last two FedEx Cup winners, Henrik Stenson and Brant Snedeker, um, out of the uh, out of the running here. Bill Haas in 2011 didn't know where he stood when he won the Tour Championship. Uh, the commissioner had to whisper in his ear that he had also won the FedEx Cup. That was a that was a funny moment. And the Furyk, the winner in 2010. So, I. I it, we, as I asked this to uh, Rich earlier, if you were to take the field or take Rory, uh, which way are you going, Todd? Oh, I always take the field. Um, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think you don't even need there. a whiteboard for that math, right? No, I would always take the field against the player, uh, even Tiger in his prime. Now, you know, I probably lost a lot of those in 2000, but still, um, you know what? You know what? I think it's going to be exciting for fans. It hasn't happened. I don't think it's happened yet. 
there hasn't been a playoff here since the FedEx Cup started. Um, and I think that would be incredible to have a tour championship come down to a playoff, and the playoff would decide not only the winner of the tour championship, but also the winner of the FedEx Cup. Can you imagine a playoff for the winning check of $1.4 million, which goes to the tour championship winner, and the $10 million bonus, a playoff for $11.4 million? How crazy would that be? I'm kind of hoping that happens. I would love to see that. That would be great drama. And how about if it's Chris Kirk and Billy Horschel? Uh, Yeah. I mean, any guy. I mean, it'd be, it could be any, you know, who knows? The scenarios could pop out where guys who are 18th and 19th in the FedEx Cup standings could be in a playoff if the top five don't play well and play for that all that money. Yeah, so there's definitely all kinds of possibilities, and some got, somebody can certainly come from the back of the pack. So, Todd, who's you got a gut feeling on somebody? I think Rory's going to be there in the end. Uh, I, 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 it's very difficult to pick a winner, but I, I do think that Rory on the back nine come Sunday is going to be in the mix. Well, it is going to be fantastic. And uh, and I'm not going out on a limb picking the number one player in the world, am I? Yeah, no, <laughs> n- not in the least. And um, w- tell us when we can check out your coverage and what's going on in- with Golf Central. Uh, we're on tomorrow at 1230 with pregame. We'll give we'll show you some opening ceremony stuff. We'll also you know, lead you right into our coverage, 1230 uh, Eastern tomorrow, round one. Awesome. One of the best in our business, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Thanks so much, Todd. My pleasure, guys. All right, you're listening to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. A lot more coming up from the press room at Eastlake in Atlanta. Stay with us. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni. I think it's nice. It'd be good to just make part. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G along with Rich B. And um, another little shout-out, Rich B, to Sir Nick Faldo, the uh, winner of the Payne Stewart Award. Congratulations, Sir Nick, the 2014 recipient. Um, guy that's done a lot for golf. We know that. Just not only as a player, but um, also uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Nick has um, uh, sponsored a pretty uh, pretty widespread junior golf tour. So um, congratulations to Nick. And we will waste no time going straight up to Atlanta and Eastlake Golf Club, and check in with Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing great. Good. So I'm looking at all these scenarios, <laughs> player by player, Bob, and um, I need some Excedrin. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, obviously for the guys in the top five, it's easy. You win and it's over. Uh Anything short of that, it's, it takes a mathematician to figure it all out, which actually I happen to think is one of the flaws. I, I just don't think you should be having to sit here and sit through all this to see if Gary Woodland can win the FedEx Cup. You know, uh, he's actually 29th, and I just would love to see a system where if he won the tournament, he won the FedEx Cup, no matter how they figure it out. It's, uh, it's, it's, the players can't know what the points are 
as they're playing. They can't know the, all the different combinations while they're out there. All they can think about is score. I shoot the lowest score, I beat this guy. Uh, and so but the fans are supposed to be able to f- follow it. I just think uh, I think it makes it a little bit messy when, when, uh, when one of those guys uh, in the top five doesn't win the tournament. Yeah, and if anybody is uh, possibly confused or wondering, it is possible to have a player win the FedEx Cup playoffs and a different player win the Tour Championship. And even with the points resetting, a lower-ranked player could win the Tour Championship without having enough to overtake the first-place player because of the weighting of the points. And they do reset the points uh, for the Tour Championship. And I just confuse myself with all that. You could have a player win the FedEx Cup without winning a tournament all year. There's a scenario this week, again, Jim Furyk is seventh in the points. If he were to finish second and a bunch of things were to happen, he could win the FedEx Cup and you won't have won a tournament all year. And to be honest with you, I sort of root for something like that because that's what it's going to take for them to change it. Um, Furyk himself said the tour would have egg on its face if that happened. Um, because, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I've, 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 I've sort of been saying this, you know, for a couple of years that, that, that the, uh, you know, the, the way the system is, is that it's sort of like, if you look, if you look back to the Super Bowl of the 2007 season, when the Patriots were undefeated and they played the Giants in the Super Bowl, who I believe might've had five losses that year. I believe they were. Uh, 11 and five in the regular season. They might have been 10 and six. They were a wild card team, and they made it to the Super Bowl against the mighty Patriots, who hadn't lost all year. The Patriots obviously lost, and the Giants won the Super Bowl. But the way the FedEx Cup is set up, it's like if the if the Patriots had kept it close and lost the game, they would have won the Super Bowl. You know, that's sort of how this is set up. It's like Rory could finish second or third, and depending what whatever else happens, he could win the FedEx Cup. Uh, it, I just think it's awkward, you know. I mean, I, I love the concept of the playoffs and getting all these guys together and having these great tournaments at the end of the year. Uh, but, uh, you know, I still think there's a way better way to do it. Well, and I think I, I was noting someone else who made the comment, um, I think it might have been on the Golf Channel yesterday, that if somebody – won the Grand Slam, all four majors this year, that it still wouldn't top the points uh, in winning one of the tournaments with the reset. Is, is that accurate? I, I mean, it's like, again, it's just weighted so crazy. Right. It's actually true because you get 600 points to win a major, so that would be 2,400, but you get 2,500 in the, in the playoff events. Now, again, I'll, I'll defend the system on, on, on that in that, if you weight it all towards the guys who do the best during the regular season, well, then there would, there would be no volatility uh, in the play, in the playoffs. And if they are playoffs, if we're going to call them playoffs, which they do, you know, in 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 pro sports, that, that 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 same example I was just giving about the Patriots and the Giants, the only advantage the Patriots had in the playoffs was that they got two home games. You know, they got to play a divisional game in the AFC Championship game at home because they were undefeated and had the best record. But they had no other advantage over the teams they played. If they lost, they were out. You know, so in this system, it's, it, that's a little bit of what that is. It's like 
Rory can have had the greatest year ever, but when he gets to the playoffs, his advantage is only, you know, he's been given a points advantage, but it's not so much that somebody can't overcome him. I get that. I think that's okay uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna call it this. Uh, but like you point out, if it you know if some people have a problem with that, you could you could win every tournament in the year, every tournament, every major, and come in here. And if you don't win the, the the tour championship, you wouldn't win the FedEx Cup. There would be a scenario whereby second, if you finish second, and the guy who was second second or third uh, wins the tour championship, then he's going to win the FedEx Cup. That's how they've got it rigged. So uh, you know, I'm not sure that's good. I would just think it'd be much cleaner if you had a system where whoever whoever wins the tournament this week wins the FedEx Cup and wins at 10 million. And everybody coming in has the same chance, and it would be really exciting, I think. Well, and then there was the year, you know, Bill Haas, 2011, I guess it was, right, when um, Commissioner Fincham had to whisper in his ear that he'd won the FedEx Cup after winning the Tour Championship. Yeah, Bill, I mean, he he won them both, which I find better than not, but he started out 25th in the points. He needed a bunch of stuff to happen. He had to win. And then he needed, I believe it was Webb Simpson who was first in the points that year. Webb needed to finish worse than 19th. He finished 22nd. So if Webb, if Webb finished 18th, he would have won. I mean, it's just a, you know, so, so that's the other thing is we can have a guy finish 17th or 18th in the tournament and win the FedEx Cup. Is that what you want? I mean, if you are in favor of the guys who had the great year being rewarded no matter what, well, then that's what we do want. But if you want them to have to do something in this tournament, then I don't think that's a very good outcome. So yeah, that's interesting. Fortunate, they've been fortunate in that they've had a really pretty good run. You had Tiger win them both in 07. In 08, that the, when the points were a little bit skewed and they changed it since, the DJ won two tournaments during the playoffs, won the FedEx Cup. In 09, Phil wins the tournament, Tiger wins the FedEx Cup. That's pretty good. Then starting in 10, you have Furyk win them both. In 11, it was Bill Haas won them both. In 12, it was Snedeker won them both. And last year, Stenson won them both. So there are actually pretty good outcomes because I think people are okay with the idea that the guy winning the tournament wins the FedEx Cup. That's all right. But I'm telling you, one of these times we're going to get a scenario where either a guy doesn't win an all-tournament all year and wins the FedEx Cup, or like the one I just pointed out, he finishes 20th and still went, manages to win. And then I don't think we're going to like it so much. Here comes Morgan Hoffman. I'm checking. No, I'm changing my pick. I'm changing. I want to go with Furyk now. Furyk likes the course. You know, he's a horse for a course. You just said Webb Simpson. Uh, you know, blew the deal. He finished twenty uh, second. You know, that's <laughs> that's a big deal. Uh, you know, whoever's got the good feel for the golf course. You know, you can. Uh, you know, I'm sure Vegas is looking into those particular odds right there well and how about Bubba I mean what I like about Bubba is you know it's Georgia I mean he he's yeah. got Georgia on his mind what do you think Bob well you know and if if he uh if he were to win uh that, that, that ends up being a heck of a year for him uh it would be his third win of the year on top of the Masters and he'd win the FedEx Cup and I think we're good with that right I think it's a pretty good uh that's a pretty good story um, I don't think we're as good with somebody way down the list who hasn't done much uh, and, and then kind of gets it because other people backed off. You know, so um, I don't know. It's, uh, 
listen, maybe maybe the fact that we're talking about it like this is what they like. I mean, you know, Fincham, it's interesting. When he, he was the guy who didn't mind the BCS in college football because he thought the controversy that went along with it was good. You know, the, most people are clamoring for what we have now, a playoff. His view of it, it was, you know, it's not the way I would look at it, but he, he loved it because it meant it was people were talking about it. So, you know, maybe I'm wrong, you know, and he's he's right. But I just think for golf fans this time of year, you really want to get them interested. Have a couple of guys coming down the stretch for the 10 million, no matter, and, and, and they got a hole of putt on 18, you know, and it, and it comes all down to them. Uh, we don't we don't really have it that way necessarily right now. We've had it; it's happened, but not always. Well, it's a lot of moolah, no matter uh, how you how you slice it, how you stack it up, and a lot of stress, no doubt about it. And it uh, is a bit of a mental gauntlet, and um, it will be interesting to see who's going to hoist those trophies on Sunday. Bob, uh, your pick. We're going to put you on the spot here before we let you go. I picked Rory. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna cap off an incredible season. He needs uh, the money. Tournament. And he needs FedEx. the money. He does. <laughs> he does. He's got a lot of. You know, he's got a lot of things he's trying to pay for these days. You know, and uh, I feel for him. Oh my gosh! All right, well we're two for two. <laughs> Todd Lewis picked him also, so uh, um, we'll uh, we'll see uh, see next week how it all pans out. As always, Bob. Check him out, ESPN.com, one of the best, busiest guys out there in the field. Thank you, Bob, so much. You're listening to Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really We're back, the Golf Insiders, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. So that's your pick, Rich B? Jim you know, Furyk? I, I, yeah, I'm moving it around. I'm not committed. I have commitment issues. You giving issues. up on your boy, Ricky? I, I've got Ricky commitment Fowler? issues right now. Uh, you know, I'm having a hard time committing to one. We don't you have know, enough time for that know, topic, hey, no, Rich B. Really? No, I, I like the veteran. You know, he likes the golf course. He's won there before, and, uh, you know, and he's tough. You know, he's the dig in, dig in your heels kind of guy. But, you know, uh, who's going to light it up now? What, uh, All right, Billy here Horschel? The, here are the standings Billy right Horschel now. Chris Kirk. 63 last week. We aren't even talking about Chris Kirk. Look All at right. this guy won. He's had uh, how many top ten finishes in the last, uh, what, couple of months? So it goes like this. Chris Kirk, Billy Horschel, Bubba Watson, Rory McIlroy, Hunter Mahan, Jimmy Walker, Jim Furyk, Matt Kuchar, Ricky Fowler, and Jason Day, the top 10 sitting uh, sitting, Coach, sitting ducks, if you will. Isn't Kuchar's like backyard right there? Well, let's check in with a guy who is, un, is in his backyard of Atlanta. Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post is live from the press room and uh, in his hometown of Atlanta. Hey, Steve. It's great to have a home game, Holly. I bet, no doubt. Um, fill us in. What's the buzz up there? Give us some sense of also who you think um, the golf course is going to set up for best in in you know the top five here. Well, because the rough is higher than than it has been in years past, and you really have to be able to drive it in the fairway here. 
you know, I, I think it's, this sets up for both Rory McIlroy and Billy Horschel because they're both driving the ball extremely well right now. They're hitting it uh, high, long, and straight, and you know, that, that seems to set up very well here. The question is, Billy, having never been in this position before, whether or not he's going to be able to, you know, hold up under the pressure during his interview today. He did mention what a big number $10 million is and how much he could do with it. So certainly that's something that's in his mind and, uh, you know, something that's going to probably play on him as the week goes on. Well, and he did hey. say that he was, you know, he was struggling to finish it off on Sunday. As evidenced yeah, I mean, by this, his uh, jog up the 18th fairway. Sure. And this is, you know, he, he's an emotional guy. And this is two weeks in a row. He had a, a terrible shot in Boston on the 18th hole to end up, and not getting in a playoff there. And, and then he was, you know, it, thankfully he had a big enough lead to, to kind, kind of be able to stop the bleeding and bring it home in Denver. But, uh, you know, when you, when you get under that kind of pressure and you're looking at a potential $10 million payout, that's something that, uh, you know, you have to have been there before in order to be able to, to pull that off. Yeah, and Ryan Palmer uh, had a couple of poor swings closing uh, the last couple of holes, shanked one out of the rough at 13, so there, there was some, uh, there were some interesting shots on Sunday um, at the BMW. We were mentioning Sergio's blading the ball across the green into the water on 17, making triples. So you don't think this gets in these guys' heads? You don't see those shots, uh, you know, just coming out of nowhere for no reason. That's exactly right. I mean, you, you don't you when you start seeing players of that caliber hitting that kind of shot. Now, and granted, Cherry Hills is a fantastic golf course. But uh, you don't see them hitting that kind of shot under normal circumstances. That pressure does play a play a big part of it. Uh, you know, we're hearing you know a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of whining about the guys being tired. What are you hearing in the press conferences that you've been sitting in? And you know, who who do you just have a gut feel for, Steve? You know, it's really kind of funny because uh, Rory's press conference today was quite telling. Uh, he 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 sort of threw down the gauntlet. Uh, he said that uh, oh yeah, you know. Phil has, has played very well in spurts this year, but uh, but he's he's tired, and you could really tell that in the latter part of this stretch that he was he was getting worn out. And in case that didn't uh, that didn't register what he was actually saying here, he just came out and said it. They're talking about both Tiger and Phil. He said they are getting a little old. He said you know Phil's forty three, Tiger's almost forty. Uh, that's the age at which you know you start getting injuries and you start wearing out. Tiger uh, must have been cringing on that one. Almost oh forty. Goodness. That's making me feel no, old. No, uh, 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 Rory's handler was freaking out at that point. Now, where did he come up with that information? You know, and, and that's good though. That's but gonna, good for Rory. No, good that, for Rory. that's going to motivate Tiger and Phil. You know, just uh, you know, rub it in this kid's face. Uh, you know, they're not going to go away anytime soon. Those guys. So. Uh, it was a little locker room talk. That is a quote that will end up, I think, uh, being <laughs> yeah, handed definitely. to those two guys. No doubt about it. All right, so I, I tell you, guy, I I've got my my sights on is Hunter Mahan. Uh, yes. You know, here's a guy that's made it in every single playoff event. Uh, you know, thirty one events, thirty two, I guess now if we include um, the Tour Championship. That guy knows how to hit the ball straight, and he's he's gotten real good with butter. And he knows how to play this golf course. If, if anyone who remembers, I mean. Uh, the shot. Everybody talks about the shot Billy Haas hit on the 17th, or on the 17th out here from the water to end up uh, winning that tour championship. But very few few people remember who he beat, and he beat Hunter Mayhem, uh, who was right there to the very end. So I think that um, uh, look, th- th- he is a, he is a championship caliber player, and it's another one of those things where I think he's got a lot to prove 
Now, having been a pick on the Ryder Cup team, I think he's got, uh, he wants to step up and prove that that was the right choice. Somebody who played very well at the Tour Championship last year. Um, he's kind of fallen off at midseason here, but had a good showing last week, Jordan Spieth. Uh, and how great would it be to see Ricky Fowler with the fantastic play he's had in the majors this year if, if this were to be the, the, the victory of there the year? There you go, Holly. I like that. I like well, that. I, you know, I, I love that call, guys. I just, you know, I just wonder, as good as, as Ricky has hit it, what has kept him from winning? I, I don't know what it is. I mean, the guy has played so well uh, that you have to say there's got to be something that is keeping him from, from breaking through and taking it to that next level. And I just don't know what it is. He, he is truly one of the best ball strikers I've seen in a long, long time. And, and the way he's playing right now, I can't believe that he hasn't gotten two or three victories this year and, uh, you know, maybe even a major. Well, we've, we've got to look at a couple other of uh, the major winners. Um, Justin Rose and Adam Scott, who I would say, you know, s- sitting out uh, in the wings here a little bit, we would not want to overlook. We would not. I mean, uh, Scotty has, has really struggled with the, with the putter again latter, in the latter part of the year. Um, you know, you never know when that's going to come and go with him. Uh, this could be the week that it comes. I mean, these, these are relatively flat greens that he knows extremely well. So, you know, it could be a situation where uh, he gets his irons working and and, uh, and and is able to roll some putts in, and, and then he's right there. Definitely an advantage uh, so, for the guys that have been there before. Uh, exactly. All right, it's that time, Steve. Who who are you seeing raising the trophy, and do you think it's going to be a split winner, or uh, is, is it going to be one guy holding up uh, both trophies? I've got Rory McIlroy winning both. I think he's got a lot to prove. Man, and, we're uh, three for three tonight. I can't get anybody to take the field, Rich B. I'm not taking it. I'm going with Rory. Ah, oh, well, I'm going the field, and uh, I I think maybe it'll be a it'll be a surprise winner. I'm I'm hoping we're all going to be on the edge of our chairs on Sunday, and and how cool would it be if we had a playoff? We'll have to just wait and see. Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Thank you so much, Steve. Have a great right, weekend. Thanks for having me as always. All right. That does it for us, Rich B. You're uh, going with Rory and what, Jim Furyk as your backup? I'm going uh, with Rory and Tuna Sashimi at uh, Sam Sneed's right now. And uh, don't forget also uh, the LPGA playing their last major of the year, the uh, Evian Championship over in France. And I'm, I'm taking the field, Rich B. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> we appreciate Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel and um, – uh, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com and Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Happy birthday, Arnold Palmer. Thanks for listening. We're out of here.